And welcome to Talk to the Town with Dan Golfer, Jim Chapman on 1290 CJBK. It's time for Left, Right, and Center. And welcome to the studios on the left, Marion Boyd. On the right, Bob Metz. And good morning, I'm Dan Gall. Um, if you want to participate in our discussions this morning, f- please feel free to call 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantown Network. And good morning to you both. Welcome back. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Not too bad. Very well. I was saying this morning on the air that... Uh, doing Jimmy's show all of last week, you got to you touch on a lot of things and how busy the show is and uh, sure how do. well produced it is and some of the great guests. And by far, Left, Right, and Center was my favorite segment. Oh, isn't that nice to hear? Well, was, she doesn't have to work that hard, Mary. That's, 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 that's true. <laughs> that's what that's all about. That's, that's true. Although I, Jim, Jim wouldn't agree with that. Jim, Jim works very hard on Jim. this show. <laughs> He always has a, an opinion, whether it's center, left, left or right. Or right, <laughs> sure. And he has all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so what, uh, did you guys want to talk about anything in particular this morning? Well, we were bantering some ideas about, you know, I, 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 I uh, subscribe to uh, Rogers Cable uh, myself. I get all the services except uh, the pay services. And I, and I noted I got, a, I got a notice in my last bill that telling me that due to the CRTC's distribution order 1999-2, I'm going to have to start paying 15 cents a m- month starting next year in January which will 100% go to the Aboriginal People's Television Network, uh, which in a sense is a, is a tax placed on cable users. It's going to be handed to a group of people to do in the name of culture. So, you know, I started thinking, well, gee, you know, maybe I should start giving up on this cable thing because I'm paying way too much for the three or four stations that I really want, and I have to buy them in these packages with 50 other things that I'll never watch in my lifetime. And so I figure, well, I'll start thinking satellite. Well, the next thing I find out, I've, I've got two legal choices in the country for satellite dishes. And that even the old U.S. satellite dishes that have been around for 20 years now are technically illegal, and the RCMP's thinking about going around and uh, busting people who are tuning into anything that isn't being broadcast by, an America, or by a Canadian uh, uh, company. You know, this, this reminded me, there was a royal commission in Ontario back in the 80s where... Uh, they were actually suggesting that television sets since it's sold in Ontario should only be able to be tuned in to Canadian stations. And this was seriously considered by the government at the time. And uh, this sounds just like the same thing. Mm. And, and to me, the thought of the state going around and telling people that uh, they cannot buy the services they want from the companies they want, and then on top of that, telling them they've got to pay for services that they don't want... I mean, I have nothing against having an Aboriginal people's television station or anything like that, as long as it is supported by the people who watch it and who want to, to, to work with it. You know, will, you be, will we be able to watch the Aborig- Aboriginal station? Will it be I, as- I assume oh, so. Yes. yes, definitely will. 15 yeah. cents a month? 15 cents a month. Doesn't sound like much to me, Dan. I must say, and uh, you know, I mean, this uh, this argument about uh, the freedom to watch goes goes right to a lot of the discussions that there've been about uh, about royalties, about the ability of uh, recording companies, for example, to ensure that uh, pirated copies of their uh, music are not uh, being used illegally, and so on. Um, I think uh, someone uh, like Bob, who really sees this as as uh, um, unjust control uh, needs to recognize that it's it's pretty tough for uh, for us uh, uh, to to well, have a have a sense of, of of 
why the CRTC would be uh, organizing things the way they do. Um, I, my sense is that they are trying to bolster the Canadian production. They're trying to uh, ensure that our Canadian uh, companies uh, maintain their, their ability to, to operate, therefore maintain the jobs and that sort of well, thing. What you're saying, and make Mary, sure that what we get is, is Canadian content that, that helps us to be uh, culturally different from the United States. Well, I don't know what cultural difference there is. I think 90% of what we import from the States is Canadian anyway, because most Canadians who have a, have a large career go to the States and then we re-import our own product, so to speak and I think that's good but but let's face it this is a situation where you're denying choice to people who want to watch something that they want to watch uh, like like the idea of making somebody pay for something that they have no interest in is appalling to me and you see nothing wrong with it you say well it's only 15 cents a month well every one of those stations is only 15 cents a month or, or whatever until it adds up to an exorbitant amount for the two or three stations somebody might well, actually want to watch. Well, I would hope you would want to watch the, the Aboriginal Network. I would hope that all Canadians would want to uh, have a much clearer idea of, of, of the, the, the cultural aspirations, of the, uh, the ideas, the concerns of, of Aboriginal people. We've, we've ignored those for too long. But, Mary, I don't think that's true. You don't hope that I would want to watch it because you're forcing me to. Uh, wanting to watch it is a voluntary thing. I would hope that you would want to watch a station that's all about freedom and, and well, free I enterprise. I, 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 I never watch TSN. I don't and, object. And I never watch TSN. I'm not interested in that network. But I don't mind paying for it because I know a lot of people are. But then, then how do you draw the line? You mean everybody just pays for everybody else and nobody gets to choose if what they pool, want or where it's, their it's, money it's goes? It's the same old argument, uh, Robert. If you pool the dollars then you are spread the services among uh, a, a lot more people, and it, it is much more economical in the long run. Yeah, but you're not spreading it to the people who earn it. I mean, you're spreading it to the people who can earn it. Like the folks at Bell who are fighting this thing for, uh, for one of the cable companies there, uh, what's it called, Bell, Bell Express View. I mean, they're saying that they haven't turned a profit yet in three years, and that that's why they w they're going after the law now to, to, to break the competition. Well, to me, if you can't make a profit, that means nobody's watching what you have to offer and that the, what they want is something that you don't have and that, that you aren't offering. And mostly in this country, the reason that Canadian producers cannot offer Canadians what they want is because of the CRTC telling them what they have to have on there. Well, you've, you've segued into the, the, the Bell issue and the, and the, uh, the digital dish issue and so on. I thought we were talking about Rogers Cable, which is well, it's all part a, of much, the same thing. a much more common network that deals with a lot of people who would not have the ability to simply pay for what they want. We, we know the studies that the CRTC has done is that unless there's a distribution package a lot of the stations that are of interest to a minority of people uh, would not be able to, to be available. And, and the decision of us as Canadians through the CRTC has been that it is important for people to broaden their views. CRTC never once in my life asked me for my vote or opinion on what they're allowing on, they ask, <laughs> on the net. They, they ask every time a license for a, a, a station is, is being renewed, they have uh, but broad the licenses public, are already subject to the preconditions of the CRTC. Broad public consultation on on their on their policy matters. Uh, they they appear in front of the uh, uh, the the both the House of Commons and the Senate committees on these. 
these things. I mean, there is broad consultation. There is, I agree with you on Marion. But there's it, but a lot of it. But it's all politics. <clears throat> that's not what matters. I don't buy my groceries because of what the neighbors vote. I got to eat and what I have to do. I mean, that's ridiculous. You're listening to Marion Boyd and Bob Metz. It's left, right, and center. John, welcome to the fray. Good morning. You're on 1290 CJBK. Uh, good morning, sir. <clears throat> it's very rarely I agree with Mr. Metz, but on this occasion, I think he's perfectly correct. Uh, the same principle can be applied, and I wonder if he would do apply the, the same principle to the situation with regards to the art gallery, the Theatre London, and Orchestra oh, London with respect to, uh, how shall we say, it seems to me that there are people in this city who spend all their time and energy devising ways and means of dipping into the public purse, when the public purse of the public at large, um, <clears throat> you know, quite frankly, find it re and a resemble the fact that they're being obliged through the system to pay for something that they don't want. Precisely. And I think that, the, that, that your, your examples are good, John. They apply to this, the same principle applies to them, that, uh, you know, generally the minority that, that Marion is talking about is, is an elite minority to begin with. Well, because as far as the, uh, the television show, the Indian one, surely the government should have had a hand in that. I appreciate and uh, quite frankly, I think the, the divergent views are necessary for the well-being of a country. I agree. But, but uh, it seems that the government has, uh, has seen this as being an uncomfortable situation as far as the public purse is concerned, so they're going to the private purse. But, but And, John, I, I'm quite sure that Robert would disagree with it coming out of the public purse as well as the private purse. Oh, I quite agree. Well, I have <laughs> no problem with... <laughs> Anyways, if you're talking let, private you, purse, you see, you're the talking... point is this. What I find disturbing is, and a lot of people in this city, the grassroots, the people that make the city run, namely the ordinary working class, find it objectionable that they're obliged to subsidize something that their time and energy they can't afford to be involved in. Well, I think I think that's a that's a concern, obviously, and and one of the concerns, if the public purse is going to be dealing with uh, cultural issues, is 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 ensuring that there is accessibility to people. Uh, one of the one of the real issues when when we're talking about the performing arts at all is uh, the 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 efforts that are made by say orchestras, by by uh, theaters to involve young people and to uh, uh, to ensure that there are special pricing, special trips, and so on. Uh, Stratford has been doing that for years, so has the Grand Theatre. Um, I think it is really important to, to recognize that, of course, everyone is not able to afford the high-priced tickets of the Broadway shows uh, or the uh, seasons, uh, season tickets of, uh, of, 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 frankly, sports events or, or other things. It always interests me that many people who are sports fans think that we should have tax breaks and and uh, subsidizing arenas and, and ballparks and so on, but find it hard to see theater and orchestra as, as deserving uh, uh, subsidy and vice versa. Mm. I'm a person who, That's funny, who doesn't enjoy the sports part but thinks it's important to our community and that it is important as a community activity uh, to try and, and, and support those things to make them as accessible as possible to people. Most of the sports fans I know, including a lot of the uh, people who talk on the talk show here on CJBK in the, in the evening, they're not in favor of government uh, subsidized sports at all. 
Um, I learned this back in 1984-85 when Freedom Party campaigned against the taxes for the Pan Am Games. These things are all boondoggles. The, 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 the taxpayers being taken down the, down the road. I mean, the downtown arena that they want to build is, is a lost leader, let's face it. it. Everybody talks about the use that it will be given, but who's going to pay for it? It's going to be the taxpayer. Ultimately, it's going to make up all the losses. And the minute you have the government involved, you've already got a dangerous economic signal that this thing is not economically viable. But but you know that there's a, an, an issue around the investment that the city is going to make in the arena uh, is an investment based on 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 revitalization of the downtown, bringing well, it's people based into on the their fantasy core. of a. I think it would be a disaster to put an arena across the street, for example, from the market building. Really? Well, the plans that they showed this morning, I think, have have a lot of people rethinking that. I think so too. Uh, I think I think if they are creative, if they're prepared to to pay what uh, Mr. Cote I think thought was was probably about a million dollars more to have the kind of facility that is going to uh, fit well with the with the new market. Uh, I, I, I am certainly one who, looking at the plans as they were presented this morning, uh, would want to say, gosh, if we can be this creative, this, this really would be a good thing mm -hmm. for downtown. I'm still worried about the parking, of course. You're listening to Left, Right and Center with Marion Boyd and Bob Metz. I'm Dan Gall, and if you'd like to join us in this morning's discussion, call us now at 643-1290 and star 1290 on the Cantel Network. Earl, good morning. You're on the air. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Um, I was uh, wanted to ask uh, Marion Boyd and Bob Metz if... Uh, I have got a statement here that they call themselves Canadian Order of Truth and Justice. And they're apparently in Ottawa. Do they know anything about these people? Can't say I've heard of them. Um, is, is this a very small printed uh, uh, brochure, very, very small print on yellow paper? It's um, not small print. It's, uh, um, well, it uh, is on the yellow paper. And uh, Patrick White is the senior ambassador, mm -hmm. and they're from Ottawa. And uh, is it uh, directed uh, at at uh, uh, political issues, political and racial issues? Well, I would say it's more um, to, uh, they call themselves the um, Canadian Order of Truth and Justice. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, my, my estimation is it's on justice for people. Uh, I could read you a paragraph on here, but I don't know whether you want me to read it at all or not. Well, how does it actually relate to what we're talking about in the sense well, of... I don't, uh, I don't think so. I think Earl came on before we got on to this Yeah, topic. he wanted to start this topic. Why don't you read us a paragraph, Earl? Well, now it is... Make sure it's not libelous. We are compelled to represent and fight for you. Our services are only available to those who are registered members. I assure you we'll uh, not betray your trust... Uh, I assure you, we will not betray your trust in us. Uh, most definitely, a Canadian order of truth and justice can be very meaningful to you. And and what does it purport to do for you? Well, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not either, and I would think it would be buyer beware. Hmm. Yeah, well, this is, uh, this is part of the reason. And um, they apparently put out uh, documents or something. You hear, they send you statements. Well, uh -huh. before you trust any group that says it's got anything to do with truth and justice, the first thing to define is what truth and justice are. Well, and if you have that in front of you, you won't have any problem telling whether this group's a bona fide institution or not. Thanks. Well, that's, uh, truth is uh, uh, more or less uh, 
not very um, politicians don't tell the truth. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Earl. Now he's getting it. <laughs> J Thanks. W, welcome to Left, Right, and Center on twelve ninety CJBK. Yes. Good morning. Morning. Um, I would like to uh, ask um, where the government has the right to tell us what we can watch and what we cannot watch on TV. I am one of the one million people that had an American system and thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, no problem with uh, the programming content. Uh, the Canadian system is supposed to be Canadian content, but uh, most of the channels are American. The ones that are Canadian, uh, they run uh, British movies, uh, Pakistan, Japanese, Chinese movies. Now, where, where's the Canadian content there? Well, it's funny that you, you, you ask that because where does the government get the right? First of all, the government has claimed a monopoly on culture in this country and that it's their job to tell us what our culture is and that they're going to enforce that culture upon us by not letting us choose the culture that we want. And therefore, they invent all these schemes and plans to get your money to pay for companies that are generally run by close connections and friends and, and certainly political supporters. Who, uh, who are in the business of keeping the competition out and, and keeping Canadians hostage to their products so that the, they can make more money at the expense of us. JW, you have to remember that governments are elected by the people. And uh, if, uh, if, if the majority of people in the country believed as Robert does, uh, then the policies of the elected uh, parties would not support uh, cultural Marion, uh, don't you believe there's, there's an absolute right and wrong? Is everything right if the majority supports it? I mean, the majority has supported some terribly obscene things in the past in many countries. And uh, you're saying this is the measuring stick by which we decide whether something is right or wrong. I would like to hear a reason why it is wrong for, for JW or me or anyone else to watch what they want to watch and pay for it out of their own pockets and not demand anything from someone else. To me, that is what morality and, and co peaceful coexistence is all about. Well, the minute you start taking money out of people's pockets against their will, you're creating conflict, you're creating all the racism that you say you're out to fight. You're, you're, it just, I can't see how you can see it any other way. Most countries, not just our country, but most countries, believe that it is important for us to... you go again, to, most countries. I mean, does that make it right? Most countries are wrong, Marion. Let's get down to the... If you let me finish, Robert, perhaps it would be uh, possible for me to express an opinion here. Well, sure. Go ahead. You, you're attributing things to me that I, I don't you appreciate, keep, You keep quite throwing frankly. the majority rule thing at well, me. Well, I mean, that's what democracy not, is about. Democracy is about reaching majorities. So democracy and, and has nothing to do no, with freedom. Wait a minute. Can I say something? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. J.W. J.W. My two cents are just about up here. Um, I would like to see uh, on the next ballot or next election have this put on the ballot. Would you or do you want to watch American satellite system or Canadian satellite system? And Marion, I'm sure to tell you that the majority would rule that they would want the American system above the Canadian system because Bell did not care about the gray market area until they decided to get into the satellite system. Now they want our viewing dollar so they can pay for whatever the devil they're putting up there in the sky and their their uh, uh, communist regime, the same as the CRTC is. Hmm. I, I, I must admit, uh, you know, J.W., for 
I, I'm completely boggled that you would ever describe a an enterprise like Bell Canada as a a, a, a communist regime. Wow. Quite frankly, they I mean, the it's, it's, the, it's the, it's the height of of, of the absurd. The, no, the reality, that's not though, absurd. they did not care about the gray market area until Shaw and Bell decided to get into the thing. Now they've lobbied the federal government. Uh, uh, however, they've done it, I do not know. But if that was ever to be put on a ballot we would be able to get American satellite systems and not be classified as criminals because we want to watch what we want to watch and not what the government tells us we have to watch. But that's, that's, uh, that's government by Thank referendum you. as Thank opposed you, to uh, government uh, by the way, in, uh, in, a, in a democratic system. The, uh, the only thing democratic we have. about our system is the free market. That's the only place you can choose every single day of the week what you want and what you don't want. The kind of democracy Marion talks about is the kind where you have access to a choice once every given number of years, which is prefixed by the people who tell us when they're going to give us the choice, and which is all, it's, it's just all government run, it's just, it's a messy business as far as I'm concerned. Then why do you run for, for, for office if, if you don't agree to with To end it. <laughs> to, 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 to educate the public and sure. tell them how they're being taken for a ride sure. by, by people who are keep telling them that anything well, the majority yeah, rules is good for them. Yeah, that's what people thought about Preston Manning, isn't it? And there he is, bellying up I'm to the I'm not trough. a Preston Manning. You're, you're, listening to left, you're listening to left, right, and center with Marion Boyd and Bob Metz. And let's say good morning to Rick. Rick, good morning. Welcome to the fray. Oh, good morning. Marion, first of all, I don't want to live in a democracy. I want to live in a country with a constitution. I have a constitution. It's called the British North American Act of 1867. Please read it if you can find it. I've read it many it times. Okay, that's the first off. You've got 40% of people on the government dole every month with your unemployment, your compensation, and all the other garbage we hand out. Yes, senior citizens' pensions. <laughs> My dear, if you get into the tax rules, I could save my own pension. I wouldn't need a government handout that's not going to be there when I'm 65 or 67 or whatever the liberals put, excuse me, plan on doing when I get there. Okay? Like, it's a sad state of affairs in this country when I have to rely on the government to give me back a pittance, a pittance of my savings when I'm 67. Thank you. I'll save my own money. That's number one. I want to live in a democracy. I said I don't want to live in a democracy. I want to live in a country with a constitution. That's the first thing. And the second, for God's sakes, don't tell me that I do not live in a communist country. Pick up the Communist Manifesto of Karl, Karl Marx. Barry, and you'll find out in a hurry. Communism is alive and well in this country. I feel ripped off. We've spent billions of dollars to defeat the dirty commie. And we've elected liberals and, and NDPers and... and and reformers and conservatives that, 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 that have put communism alive and well in this country alive and well and and you sit here every week week after week defending this nonsense where every time you turn around and you take away my rights to give it to someone else i don't give a damn about bell and expressview i've got their satellite system it reeks so it why took did you buy three it three weeks before they got the date right when the clocks went ahead this spring. Why did you buy it? Uh, if, 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 Robert, if Robert is right, that your democratic choice, choice is, in, is, is in terms of, of, of uh, your, your power to purchase or not, why didn't you just say to hell with it? Because I had an American satellite system they were threatening to take away from me. And now, sure enough, they have taken it away from me. Where's my rights to watch what I want to watch? 
Like, where does the government get off telling me what I've got to watch on TV? Can you answer I, I, that, I Miriam? I don't understand this. Well, where's my rights? Well, you know, I've talked to you before about the fact that if 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 the the CRTC was set up by a government, it's been supported by the uh, by both the the conservatives and the liberals in Ottawa. Um, what it is that has, supposed to it, it, tell us? I mean, conservatives and liberals both believe the same thing. They're both socialists. They're both committed to all the same socialist you, you, programs. You, you vote for the conservatives, you vote for the liberals. Yeah, I mean, what's it, the difference? The reformers are just mildly different, although in a better direction, but certainly still still committed to the same socialist program. Well, and as Jim suggested about, uh, oh, I think three weeks ago, 85% of, of uh, Canadians... Uh, have have voted either liberal or conservative or NDP over the long time. You two, you two, you Robert and and you Rick, uh, obviously don't agree that uh, that the majority of people have a right to vote as they choose and to and to vote governments that have okay. policies that support Canadian culture. Multi mega corporations and 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 parties have gotten themselves together and they give me three choices and they say don't disenfranchise yourself go to the polls and you'll vote McGinty Hampton or Harris I may not agree with any of them but if I don't want to disenfranchise myself I gotta vote for one of these yum yums no you don't uh, Bob's party uh, ran in in every riding in this area you could have voted for and them what chance has he got of winning that's exactly well, the situation and, and, and if you got me if you got me to the point where you got where my vote would count for something, in other words, when I went to the polls, I could vote for the the Green Party or 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 uh, um, uh, the Truth Party. Like I'd love to see a politician run by the truth, okay? And what he would really do is describe himself what the Webster Dictionary describes a politician. Look it up, Marion. Well, One who runs for public office. To enhance their own well-being. That's not mine. That's what the Webster Dictionary calls a politician. Well, that's an American dictionary for you. <laughs> well, Canadians are any better. Yeah, I think so. Million dollar pensions after five years. Rick, if you can hang yeah, on, if you can hang on, if you can hang on for a second, I don't disagree with you about the value of votes, and that's one reason why our party wants a very clear uh, position to be taken on the issue of proportional representation. In, uh, As does in, ours. in a number, uh, yeah, it's it's one of the areas where we really agree that but in fact that you people had a majority government for five years, and it just strikes me that when a when a party has the majority for five years, they do nothing about pr pr uh, proportional representation. Well, just it's only when they get voted out, and there's a chance of them losing their party status, then they come up with some self righteous thing, going, "Oh, we're here to represent every voter." Just just, just a minute, Rick. You, you need to recognize that when we ran for office in 1990, that was not part of our platform. And, and, and what we began to do while we were in office was to do the examination of different forms of proportional representation with a view to having that as part of the policy platform for, for, for the future. And, and, and quite frankly, it had, it had nothing to do with whether you win or not. We understood that part of the problem we faced as a government was the fact that when you're a majority government and there's a huge swing like that, a lot of people do feel disenfranchised. And it makes it very difficult to accomplish the things that you set out to do. So we know that, that numerically, uh, with proportional representation, we might not ever 
ever be in a position to form a, a, a majority government in, in most provinces or in, or in the country. But there would be a more steady expression of the viewpoint that we represent, but also the viewpoint that Robert represents, if proportional representation were allowed. Well, thank you for your comments. I'm sorry I have to get back to work, so I have the privilege in this wonderful country of giving over half of what I earned to the government <laughs> for the privilege of being here, and I thank you. Thanks, Rick, Rick. Thank you for your call and your participation. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK with Dan Gall for Jim Chapman and our guests this hour, Bob Metz and Marion Boyd. We'll be back with Derek right after this. Good morning. Welcome to Left, Right, and Center on Talk of the Town. Here with Dan Golfer, Jim Chapman, our number is 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. Also our guest on the left, Marion Boyd, and on our right, Bob Metz. Let's go to the phones. Derek, thank you for waiting so patiently. Hi. Go ahead, you're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to say I, I, I can't stand when government tells me what I have to watch, what I have to buy. Uh, just like this Aboriginal TV thing. Um, you know, I have absolutely nothing against aboriginals but i have absolutely no interest and i don't want to be forced to pay they tried recently with the the magazines this canadian content issue uh, you know i i truly believe in the global market if you have a product or a service that people want they're going to buy it and if you need the government to step in to fund you uh or or to protect you and and, and have your, your product given to a market and others not being able to compete, that's no good. Your, your product or service will make it, whether it's a TV station, a magazine, or what have you, it's going to make it if the people want it. Derek, that, that, that's a great point. And radio, you know, we have to play 30, the music radio stations have to play 35% Canadian content. And it's made a huge difference to our music industry. No, it hasn't. Yes, it I has. I disagree wholeheartedly. Oh. You, know, you know what I think these laws do? I think it makes me personally ashamed to be a Canadian. It basically mm -hmm. screams loud and clear, you guys are no damn good. You've got to have some government law and some subsidy from other people who are productive so that you can have what you guys say you want, which we're, not, which we're obviously not willing to pay for. So, I mean, I, I agree. if you want to be proud of being a Canadian, get rid of every subsidy, get rid of everything, and prove that we can make it in the marketplace, and that's what will make Canadians go. And, and, and Derek, you make a very good point. This is supposedly a global economy. And, Marion, don't think for a second that Celine Dion, Alanis Morissette, Shania Twain would not be successful if we didn't have to play 35% CanCon because you're would, dead wrong. They would never have got started. Oh, and oh, and yeah, nobody yeah, took a long, long oh, time yeah, for we, all of them to get started. Radio programmers would have played them because they are Canadian. Not because we had to, but because Brian Adams has this hit that it's Canadian. We're proud of this guy. And Alanis Morissette and Shania Twain. And you and think Gordon we didn't Lightfoot. have... You, don't, you think we didn't have that kind of talent before these rules were made? I just said Gordon Lightfoot. The guess who? The, I mean, the guess who? There, there's all I mean, kinds we of Canadian talent. Them, and, but, and, and but. If you, but if you ask them, they will tell you that that was what, what led to a real surge in the, in the record uh, well, industry Dion here. Celine well, Dion wouldn't. Look at the protection she's had in Quebec, which is even higher than the rest of Canada. Doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. And I, I am from Quebec, and it doesn't make it right. It, it, it's ridiculous. And none of those people will have their music played on the radio just because they're Canadian. We'll be proud of them and play it if they're Canadian, if it's good. 
give us a break. You don't have to tell us what to play. That's right. No. In, in fact, that's not true, you know, because what radio stations would do would be buy the, the records that get sent here from the states, and our, our, our people wouldn't even get a chance to be heard. That's wrong. And, and that, so is wrong. What, that is what they used to happen. Music was good. That's right. Thank you, Derek. The you're, music you're used to be good, straight. but you can't, you no. can't get... If you can't get play, and, you can't get on. And you know what, Derek? You, in the long run, pay for it. That's because right. we have to play 35% CanCon. Those records are going to be secondary in sound, in quality, in, in a song structure, because we have to play it. And they don't need, and, and when you subsidize things like that, they don't need to put in the same effort, because they're going to succeed anyway. That's, that's I, right. think, I think that's not true, and I think most of the artists would would really disagree with that. They don't want just a Canadian uh, um, uh, audience. They do want to get the plays so that they begin to get the attention. And that, of course, is what has happened with most of those artists, that yep. they begin to be heard by cross-border radio stations in the United States, and that's when their, that's when their, their careers take off, because they can't get into that market until they get into this market. They cannot, Marion, they cannot get into a market until they produce something worthy of hearing worthy of listening to, worthy of buying. When they produce, it will make it. People Look, do succeed without being protected. Radio stations, radio stations depend upon advertising uh, income in order to, in, in order to make, make their money. And the reality is that until the rules were made, you couldn't get these things to have airtime on, on, on Canadian radio stations because the, the, the advertisers were very much tied in to the American economic system, very much tied in to the the um, the the pressure and the support of of uh, the the cross border uh, talent. But that's just a fact of nature, Marion. We got this huge market right to our south. It's sitting there, which is the very so, reason we need like to protect if, our culture. Absolutely take not. At, take a look at the bare naked ladies. Uh, the group I'm talking about. The yep. group. <laughs> uh, take, we know. <laughs> take, take a look at that. Take a look at that group and what they've been doing and how they have been marketing themselves. In the United States, they have been going out like salespeople and but marketing themselves. But they had to get heard first. At, at well, can you imagine if, if the United States had laws like Canada where they say, oh, no, sorry, you can't play right. uh, Canadians here because we have American content that's rules. Right. Uh, I mean, Americans don't think that way, and that's why that country does so well. Mm -hmm. Good point, Derek. Thank you for bringing that one up. We appreciate it. Thank you. All Bye. the best. Bye. Paul, good morning. Welcome to um, Left, Right, and Center with Marion Boyd and Bob Metz. You're Hi. on the air. Hi. Um, I just, I'm against, totally against the thing where they charge the 15 cents and that. They did it with the women's channel. They've mm -hmm. done it with other ones. Um, let me have the choice. Um, I have an American satellite dish. I'm not, no, you don't know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is not being traced. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's great. Like, I, I really object to, you're promoting a monopoly kind of thing. Like, I mean, you have so X number of banks. You won't let any other banks come in, yet you want to travel in the world. Everything here now, McLean's is gone, McLean's cable. Now you only have Rogers. What other choice do you have? You have Expressview. Well, that's it. They're all the same channels. They're not different than Rogers. And every night you get, if you're watching Seinfeld, for example, it's on 12 different channels. Well, I don't, if I don't like that show, why do I have to watch it on every channel? No, you don't have to watch it at all. No, I can turn off my TV. 
You're right. And that seems to be the only choice you're willing but, to give people, Marion, is either take this or leave it. You know, that's yeah. it. You, you either watch but the Canadian many, channel or turn off your TV. But there are many other channels on. I mean, this argument might work if we were talking about the old days when there was, first of all, just one television station and then two for a very long time. It doesn't work when you have access to 35, 45 channels. It, gives it, it, it works when I get to watch the channels that I want to watch, not what the CRT or the or Rogers decides that I want to watch. But so the people... And that's what they're doing. I, I, there, there are channels out there on my dish right now that I get that I love and I don't want to give up. Right. Yet my local cable company won't even consider getting them. Why? Because, probably because Why? it's uneconomical. Well, Jim, there was a debate right here on this channel or on your station not too long ago about, and in the papers, about uh, Channel 50 from Detroit within two hours of us. Yet we get all these other channels, and they won't bring it in. They're thinking of it. Maybe a year or they got to apply and all this other stuff, but yet they won't. Right now, they won't consider it. So you think you think that you think some somebody should be telling Rogers what they have to do? They're the entrepreneurs. If they're deciding they don't want to put these channels on, um, uh, you know, don't isn't that their right? That is their right. But at the same time, if I can go out and get a, some another cable supplier or dish network that will allow me to watch what I want. It's out there. See, Why can't I use that? They're saying, no, the, you've got to use ExpressView, you've got to use Rogers. Yeah. The only way that cable companies or newspapers or anybody in media can even know what people want to listen to or watch is by letting them choose. I mean, I mean, and, and if Rogers sees that people are going over to another cable company because it carries Channel 50, then they'll, that's how they get the message. The message exactly. says, ah, we, maybe we should carry Channel 52, and that's how it gets on onto the... Or if they want to compete with ExpressView, that's what they'll do if there are enough people. But if the they problem have is the freedom to do it, which they do not in Canada. In Canada, no, they, don't. they all have to carry roughly the same things, the same crappy stuff that I hate to say is just comes with that Canadian label. I, you know, until we get rid of this protectionism, then... Then we won't notice the difference between American and Canadian. But if you American. have a native channel, you have a woman's channel, you have this channel, and they have to be supported by the government or made to be put on TV, you have to have this woman's channel on TV. They're supported you have by the to subscribers, have the native not channel by the on government. Cable. The forced forced why, support. If they can't support themselves, then they shouldn't be on. I have nothing against what they're doing. It's just why are they on there if they can't support themselves? Paul, point taken. Thank you. Thank for, you. Thank you for Bye. calling. And Pat, good morning. Welcome to Left, Right, and Center and twelve ninety CJBK. Good morning. Um, I think what would be good here is if this thing plays out and actually gets and goes to court. If it goes to like the Supreme Court of Canada, what I think would happen is that they'll probably throw it out as being unconstitutional. And the reason why is, first of all, don't they actually have to prove that you're actually watching the TV? I mean, if I have a direct uh, direct TV hooked up in my house and express view how do you know what i'm watching i don't how think do you know what i have on i don't think it matters what you're watching it matters what you have it's just as simple as that yeah but you know it's about canadian content and it's about it's about what what canadians are allowed to watch and if 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 i have both satellites hooked up in my house how do you know which one i'm watching if, i mean if that's the case then you're you're almost saying you're forcing people to take and for enforcing him to watch something well, in, in, in a negative way, you are. You are. But you know, there's already been a decision made on this. There was a Justice That's Nordheimer right. who already said that it's not whether one system is better or worse than another, but whether one is legal and the other is not. 
if there's any issue regarding the question of quality, it should be addressed to the CRTC. It is not for the court to determine. So all the courts care about is whatever the CRT CRTC tells them to care about. If the CRTC tells a court that this satellite dish is illegal, that is what they will rule. But that's because the law is made by the Democratic government, which has, has, has delegated its authority in this matter to the CRTC. Show me where the, the democracy CR is. We've had John Earl... J.W., Rick, Derek, Paul, and Pat, all here, 100% of the callers opposed to the CRTC doing this stuff. Um, the CRTC has already said that they, for now they won't regulate the Internet, but you can see that's just for now. They're going to start getting in on that soon, too. I mean, where's the democracy? I don't see it. I haven't heard one caller this morning who supports this. Right. And maybe, maybe there's one on there. Let's we have get them some, on. We have some more calls to get through, and uh, we'll get to them, uh, including Natalie and Jim on left, right, and center on 1290CJBK right after this. Good morning and welcome back to left, right, and center with Marion Boyd on the left, Bob Metz on the right, Dan Gall in the center for Jim Chapman. You're listening to 1290CJBK. We have a familiar name to Canadian music on the line right now, Skip Prokop of Lighthouse. Skip? Hi. Thanks for listening to the show and thanks for calling in. How are you? Good. You'd like uh, to make a comment? Yeah, I'd like to... Uh, um, <clears throat> Uh, I'll just be very quick here. Sure. Uh, I, I'm going to challenge uh, Kathleen and you and uh, Marion Boyd and uh, Robert to come on a show with me in the next week or two, and I will tell you exactly why the CRTC was the right thing to do where, when it comes to music. I'm not talking about satellite or anything else. I will tell you exactly why, because I was the first and first musician ever asked to address Parliament, right. and oddly enough, because of a book called The Gold Before the Gold Rush, uh, they actually found my uh, the transcription from that hearing, and I've got 30 pages. I gave it to Ed Wilmot, our news director at the station, and he freaked when he read it. And everything that I told Parliament would happen in the Canadian music industry if they went ahead with this ruling has, as a matter of fact, happened. And it's a very interesting thing. Now we have all these artists who are making, uh, you know, uh, having tremendous success, which I say hallelujah in capital letters to, because that's why I went to Ottawa and testified. Because when we started out in the early 60s, you could not get your record played. They would not play your record. They and 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 with all due respect to Robert, they wouldn't play it because the quality wasn't there. The quality wasn't there because nobody in Canada would vest in Canadian artists. Skip. So I just go, and I'm not going to argue no, this. No, no, I'm no. telling you, I will supply. If Kathleen wants to set that show up, I will supply everyone with the transcription, and then I want to go at it over the microphone I'd and hopefully clear clear the situation yeah. up once and for all. Skip. And it wasn't because Lighthouse needed it. Lighthouse was getting play all over the world. Well, but I started out in the industry when you absolutely, you couldn't even get in the radio station, never mind get your stuff listened to, never mind get it played. Why was, why was Lighthouse heard all, heard all around the world, Skip? Because Lighthouse was heard around the world because it became, a, it was in 1969, and it was also the most unique band the world has ever seen. And that happens to be a fact. Everybody that's oh. running around with strings now and all that, we invented solid body strings. Yeah. There had never been a rock band you in know, the world there, there, that was 12, 13 pieces with solid body electric strings, a rock quartet, and a jazz quartet. It never was before, and it hasn't been since. You know, there was so a, there, there's, there's the answer. There was another one. 
very but famous. I don't want to talk about Lighthouse. It's good. I want to, excuse me. I want to talk. I would like to come on the show and talk about the original group of people right across Canada who were trying to get their music out on in their own country in well, skip, 1965 skip, skip. and could not be heard. Why shouldn't everybody in every industry do that? Why shouldn't I run to the government and say, "Well, no, I listen, never, nobody I ran think, to I the think... government. I went there because they asked me." And excuse well, me, of course, if, you, if, man, if you're going to give I them power, got up and left the hearing. I left the hearing because of the defending lawyers for all the radio stations across the country who would not let me speak. Excuse me. Well, would not let me speak. I would be I, happy to, to, to debate here. I left, the, I left the hearing, walked out and got in a limo, and Pierre Junot's assistant came out into the street, pulled me out of the limo, and said, you will not be interrupted one time. We want you to speak and tell us what it's like to be a Canadian musician in Canada trying to write and record in 1965. Right. And that's what I did. Good for you, Skip. You know, there was a famous band back in the 60s called the Beatles that couldn't get any airplay until John Lennon went and got up every morning at 5 o'clock in the morning and would just bug the station owners and go there himself and knock on their doors and just drove, drove them nuts, you know, until finally they decided to play something that took off, and that's in their own country, and they became one of the world's greatest bands. Absolutely. Um, but we're not you're talking about England. We're talking about. We're talking about a principle. No, 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 wait it's the a minute. Same man. Here as we're it talking in about as it is the way States. it was in Canada. You weren't a musician then. You have no idea. I was, and I did it. So I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm going to hang up. Great show. Thanks. A lot of great information. When you want to have a show, we'll see if we you put skip. me on the show, I'll come in with everything for you. Anytime. And I'll also bring 50 phone guests from across the country from that time who will tell you that what I'm saying was a fact. I only want to clear up what the facts were. And what was the fact? You haven't really stated a fact that you I, Of course I have. Well, you couldn't get airplay. You couldn't get into stations. They wouldn't touch you. You were Canadian. So and wasn't it had that their inferior? Wasn't that their right to play the who they wanted? Were inferior because we were dealing with like little four-track studios with $500 budgets from some DJ who wanted to kind of help out and probably saved his money or went to the bank and got a loan to bring a band in, and the quality wasn't there. It wasn't there. But it gradually so built. And so, once so you're telling us that, that the success why yeah. 30% Canadian talent. <laughs> People started to invest, the quality got better, the talent started to be encouraged because then you could go ahead and do something instead of saying, why am I doing this? Nobody wants to hear it, nobody ever play it, da 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 da, -da. Yeah. Skip, thanks for your call. Listen, uh, I don't know, biting the hand that feeds sometimes, I think, on something well, like that. Yeah, basically he wants the industry to take the risk instead of the musician. Natalie, we apologize. We have run out of time. Uh, we are so sorry. You've been listening to Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK. My thanks to Marion Boyd. Thanks, Dan. And also Bob Metz. Thanks, thanks for coming in. Yeah, lots of fun. 12 o'clock news is next on 1290 CJBK.